Welcome to the Inner Trends Podcast. Welcome to the future of mobility. Simply stay on track. Hello, this is Tim again, and I'm very happy to welcome you to the second episode of our InnoTrans podcast. First of all, thank you for your feedback. It was well received. And for this second episode, we have another great guest, Swiss Rail. Uh, we look today at the economic importance of the Schenary Tunnel for Europe and talk about the awareness in Switzerland for low emission transport. I say um, it's going to be champion-like, but that later. But before, as usual, I'm pleased to welcome InnoTrans Director Kerstin Schulz on the show. Hello, Kerstin. Hi, Tim. How are you? <laughs> Still fine. But Kerstin, I, I, I always, I always let, let the people uh, let the people know how we work. You send me some kind of bullet points, and I, I figure out what to say. And the first bullet point reminds me a bit of all these, um, you know, these commercials for DIY stores. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you know, the, these commercials where someone comes home and finds uh, out of a sudden that everything doesn't look so chic anymore or something is missing and suddenly uh, the commercial guy builds a small pond or a pool in the garden, including new lawn and some kind of wellness area. And in the end, it looks so super fantastic. And, uh, you know, what I always wonder is, um, what do the friends say when they come to, to the, to the house or to the garden for the first time? And uh, for Innotrans 2022, it's a bit like that for our visitors. So, so yeah, that was maybe a tricky way to, to lead to your first point. But Cassin, tell us something about the Hub 27. Yeah, it's um, a very new hall on the fairground. And that new hall gives us 10,000 square meters gross more for Innotrans. Um, this hall is a multi-purpose uh, venue, and it's column-free. Actually, that's very rare in the in the in the business. In the scene, yeah. yeah, in the scene, and the passageways um, are directly connected um, uh, to halls one and to hall 25. So it is directly in the circle of the uh, Innotrans uh, planning. Exactly. So, uh, and moreover, I, I read there's a rooftop bar. Yeah, that's a secret because there's a rooftop oh, terrace. Shouldn't, 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 shouldn't I say it? No, it's fine. <laughs> it's a rooftop terrace for events for up to uh, 200 people. If, and you have a fantastic view over the outside area. Okay, so it's not that secret, uh, but it's maybe the new hotspot. Um, that's our new hall, um, Hub 27. Um, I guess... Uh, What, what, what can we expect in Hall 27? Is that, uh, is that already uh, announceable? Yeah, Hall 27 is um, already fully booked and there will be Siemens placed in that hall. And uh, the CEO of Siemens Mobility, Michael Peter, will be our guest on the next podcast. Now you're spoiling. That, that was that was my big finale, <laughs> actually, for, the, for this episode. No, but but that's fine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. that, that's no secret no more. Um, yeah. So um, you will have an amazing view from the rooftop bar, a great new exhibition area, actually. And uh, Cassie, let's talk about the second topic. Um, not only the exhibition center is evolving, uh, there's also a new uh, thematic aspect to Innostrans. Uh, what can uh, visitors expect in the Mobility Plus area? Yeah, you know, um, there is always a problem for people to get home from the train station when they are in the countryside. 
And that means um, you need something to come home. And um, therefore, we thought it might be a good idea to add a new topic to the public transport segment of InnoTrends, and it's called Mobility Plus. And it's all about uh, shared mobility, mm. mobility apps, first, last mile, how, how do I come to the train station? How do I come home? It's about um, technology behind that. And there will be a speaker's corner for that special topic as well. That sounds really interesting. I'm really looking forward to Mobility Plus, uh, many additional uh, mobility services, actually. And uh, But if you're really interested in that topic, you find uh, some really enlightening articles in our uh, InnoTrans blog, actually. And I guess, Kerstin, we will have that topic, Mobility Plus, maybe at the other, uh, at the other time again, right? Right. Right. Okay, Kerstin, thank you so much. Uh, time is flying again. Um, Kerstin, do you know how to say hello in, uh, in, in Swiss German? Yeah, Grüezi. Okay, we will check that. Kerstin, thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. is very interested in soccer but comes from a country that has never won a World Cup title. If there were a World Cup championship title for rail infrastructure however, this nation would already be record champion. According to the World Economic Forum, Switzerland had the world's best rail infrastructure in 2019, closely followed by Japan. Switzerland's rail transport achieved a score of 6.7 on a scale of 1, that's extremely poor, to 7, extremely good. So welcome on show, Michaela Stöckli from Swiss Rail Industry Association. Nice to be here, thank you very much. I read a quote from you from an interview um, that leads a little room for speculation. You said, we must always be better. Being better than what? Well, I guess better than the others, maybe, in the rail uh, infrastructure um, area? Yes, but I mean, in the rail infrastructure is no question. I'm not sure about this podcast because I'm, I was listening to uh, the podcast of my friend Ben Möbius and I would say the benchmark is pretty high. So um, <laughs> let's see. Okay, let's start with our Intertrans intro questions and uh, help our audience to get to know you a little bit better. You come from Switzerland, and after all, when I think of Switzerland, I always think of food, uh, chocolate, uh, mountains, and Max Frisch. But when it comes to food, I always think of raclette or fondue, a lot of cheese. So um, what do you eat actually on your regular trips from Zurich to Bern on the train? Is there anything you only eat, uh, you only like to eat on the train? So on a regular basis, I, I eat biltong. Actually, I eat biltong all the time. You know what biltong is? It's no. uh, in, in the U.S. you call it jerky. This is this uh, ah. dried beef. So this is one of my one of my favorites. So I I'm chewing it all the time. But when I'm really but I'm when I'm really hungry during lunchtime, let's say, so I order a chili con carne. And normally I don't eat chili con carne, but on a train I eat chili con carne. Although I hate the smell around uh, around the compartments in the train, anyhow, but uh, for me, I, I, I make an exception and order myself the chili con carne. 
So I guess we have a date uh, at Enotrans 2022 and we go to the uh, travel catering uh, area and check out whether we find some shitty concana for you. But uh, let's remain cliche for once. Uh, let's imagine an alien from the uh, hyper cool planet Innotrans lands on Earth and wants to see the most scenic train route in the world. Where in Switzerland uh, does it have to board? It's the most scenic train route in the world, that's true. And this is the Bernina Express. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. It's from Chur via St. Moritz to Tirano in Italy. Um, this takes you uh, four and a half hours for only um, 86 kilometers. And it's so also called the slowest first train in the world. So, I mean, you have to do that. It's just a must. Is it an invitation? Then I join the alien and uh, check out that uh, scenic world, most beautiful train route. But let's let's come back to Innotrans. You've known Innotrans for many, many years. Uh, what's your absolute favorite moment at Innotrans? Well, I would say there are two favorite moments. The, the first one is on Thursday because it's the, the visit of the Swiss ambassador in Berlin. So he will visit Israel for a whole day. It normally starts with a, with a hello around our booth. Then we, then we go for a tour. I normally have a golf cart uh, from Innotrans uh, due to my uh, little handicap. So um, then I travel around with a golf cart and the Swiss ambassador. Then we visit uh, the different halls. Then we have, um, then we have lunch together on, the, on our main booth in Hall 2-2. And yeah, and normally at, uh, I think it's a, um, Two, two or two thirty. Then we have the um, uh, big reception, and we invite all friends and uh, all Swiss exhibitors, exhibitors, um, and there will be a little speech mm. of Swiss ambassador, and of course uh, some food and wine. Sounds then like uh, you had a, maybe a really lazy summer in twenty uh, twenty without that huge schedule. Absolutely. That's why I say we are we are all bored. So we we really we're missing you know trans badly. And, okay. Yeah. And then I have a um, another day is a Friday. Then I go to my farewell tour. So I go greet and meet all all friends from all over the world. And I keep it with a uh, Sepp Herberger. After game is before the game, and this is Friday. <laughs> Yeah, let's speak uh, not about the lazy summer of 2020, because it was maybe not so lazy for you in Switzerland. In 2020, many things turned out differently than expected. Switzerland, on the other hand, celebrated an important milestone for the entire rail industry with the on-time yeah, world champion opening the Chenary Tunnel. Let me start by quoting Vincent Ducran, CEO of Swiss Federal Railways. He said, in the future, we will have freight trains with a length of 1750 meters that can transport up to 2100 tons of goods. This means that per day, freight train traffic on the line could replace, really replace around 3000 trucks and this reduce carbon dioxide emissions by 900 tons. That's a huge number, actually. Above all, it should shift European freight traffic on the north-south axis from the road to the rail. The Chenary is the last missing hole in the new Transalp rail link NIAT. But that's not all. It's also uh, quite uh, supporting for the public transport in the area. So, however, the Chenary tunnel was not built solely for the purpose of expanding public transportation. 
But on the contrary, which of the two aspects mentioned is more interesting for Switzerland? Climate neutral public transport, which actually is now possible due to the new uh, railroad system, or is it the pan-European logistic route? Oh, climate neutral. I mean, what shall I say in all mod modesty? This is water under the bridge. I mean, in Switzerland, we are we started electrification in the end of the 19th century. As of today, 99% is electric. We have uh, the power is hydroelectric. 56% uh, of all power consumption in Switzerland comes from hydroelectric. And hydroelectric is 96% uh, of all renewable power in Switzerland. Oh, that, that's quite a lot, actually. So that means, I mean, climate neutral is, is obviously very important. Everybody speaks about it. But for us, it's really, I mean, it's a no, it's a non-brainer because we have it for so many years. And I mean, diesel, diesel on, on a, for a train for us, it's just, uh, just not imaginable. So that's okay. why, that's why climate neutral, I know it's very, very uh, important. Um, but this is really for us, it's, um, it's done. So I would say the more focus we should have on the trans-European transformation, um, because I mean, our, our, our Alps are very sensitive and um, it's a beautiful environment. And that's why we build all these uh, this huge projects, uh, so-called NEOT, uh, to avoid all these um, all these rories um, through the Swiss Alps. So one of, of the focus must be the, the pan-European transformation. And here we, I mean, here we have to face a huge problem. I mean, we are ready. January is the last, is the last mm -hmm. project, which was opened now uh, last year, as you mentioned. Uh, but what about our neighbors? I mean, yeah. so sorry to say, but what's going on in Germany? They're still they're still so far behind schedule, and I think this is uh, these are political topics that we that we should uh, take aware of and make sure uh, that there will be some better progress in future. <laughs> so one could say actually uh, Switzerland is some kind of role model for the European Union, uh, but why is Switzerland so far ahead? What's the reason for uh, this lead? I, I think it's uh, it's because we in Switzerland, the the public really is a is a trained nation, and that's why I mean whenever you whenever you have a vote, and we we need some some more money for um, for investments for any train projects, I mean there's always a yes for that, and I think this spirit, this spirit uh, for trains. Uh, this is this is the main this is the key why why Switzerland is um, is a world champion in in trains and does why it, we do why we do have all this infrastructure. Hmm. Does the spirit uh, of the Swiss people for trains uh, does it have some kind of historic reasons or geographical reasons? Because we are we are in the middle of Europe and and actually we are, we are transit country, so and and we are small. And so for our neighboring countries, it was very important to, to, to access. Um, you mentioned it, I mean, the, from, from, uh, from the Netherlands to Italy, 
I mean, this goes all the way through the Alps. And we had to we had to make something which is uh, sustainable, which is uh, secure, which is um, which is economically friendly. So and this was this was a train, and that's why we are we are very much uh, we are very much a trained country. I mean, projects like the Chenari Tunnel cost a lot of money, um, and the the record amount of. Uh, francs was invested there that was before corona has the corona pandemic led to uh, investment stops in switzerland for example in the uh, for the transport companies um, i mean you see the transport companies in switzerland they have a mandate to secure public transport in switzerland at any time and there's uh, there's one mission from the nation and this is provide the necessary infrastructure and of course, I mean this is a political topic, but um, for us it's it's absolutely clear they have to I mean they have to provide the infrastructure, which means investment. So it makes it makes no sense now to cut the investment. I mean me as a business um, economist, I have to say um, counter cyclical conduct in exceptional circumstances is key yeah. in order to ensure a sustainable recovery. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense that you cut the costs now, and uh, in in a year or two, then you you see then the damage. Mm -hmm. We just spoke a lot about the logistic and the European partners, but let's uh, let's have a look at the public transport in the area of Tessin, Ticino. Um, only 20% of the people there are using public transport. So, what does the Swiss government actually do to motivate the people to use more public transport instead of cars? Yeah, I think this is going to improve now dramatically uh, because of the of the January. I mean, this, they cut the the distance between the, the southern uh, cities by half, and uh, so I'm absolutely sure that uh, in Ticino now there will be a, a, a major change, a shift uh, to public transport. And at the end of the day, you know, they have a kind of Italian blood and they're very, uh, you know, they love their cars. But I think the, the new generation is much more in public transport now. So uh, let's, let's, let's quote Ticino, leave your Ferrari, take the train. That's the spirit. Um, I always thought of Swiss, uh, Switzerland as a, as a chocolate nation. Now I start to, uh, to see Switzerland as the, um, as a real nation. So we just spoke a lot about also the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, but what will be the first thing you do when you enter the exhibition grounds for Innotrans in late September 2022? Let's look in the future. Let's have some positive vibes. Oh, <laughs> first thing is, um, I mean, I normally arrive on Sunday evening. I go to um, to the exhibition Monday. Uh, the first thing I do is a little tour uh, through the halls, uh, mainly 26 and 22, because there are our big booths. And of course, uh, I visit others as well. I will shake hands. By the way, yes, shaking hands. Just imagine. That we it's so hard. It's so hard to imagine. Every every time I see now on TV people like hugging and shaking hands, I, I start to have a little ooh, ooh <laughs> moment. Yeah. But yeah, yes. it's like like smoking in the television. I mean, you don't smoke in totally, television. Totally. So, and now it's uh, shaking hands. But uh, we will do that again. I'm I'm absolutely positive about that. And then on Monday we have our first. Um, 
Swiss TV session. So we, you know, there's a, we have a, a broadcast from our booth in at Inatrans on a daily basis. So we let our our community know what's going on on Inatrans. Community. Let me just enter there. Community. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good word. Uh, we we do this podcast to let our inner trans community know what's up. Actually, what can we expect from the railroad world champion Switzerland at inner trans twenty twenty two? What is what will be the main trends? Uh, what what actually is the brandest newest in innovation you got? You can expect that we will all be there. <laughs> I don't say more. I mean, you I'm know, okay. it's, 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 it's a secret. It's a secret. It's absolutely secret. But um, okay. we will we, we will bring you a bunch of uh, innovation, and uh, we will show again the power of uh, Swiss industry in, mm -hmm. the, in the railways. So a lot of secrets. Maybe I'm lucky. You used to work in the IT sector for a long, long time. Um, digitization is now one of the trading topics in the uh, rail industry. Do we see some uh, digitization innovation from Switzerland? I mean, you're an expert after all. <laughs> My good friend uh, Ben Möbius already mentioned that. I mean, one of the big uh, major topics here is, um, is ATO. Uh, we're talking a lot about ATO, but it's also it's also you know the whole ticketing and all the, the ticket systems. Uh, I mean we're we're I mean also in in this area we're quite leading. I mean I just had a, a little chat with my friend from Austria, and obviously they're discussing now a one two three ticket, uh, with, which what, means they what's, okay. they have a ticket then for all public transport in in whole Austria. We have it now since I don't know. 30 or 35 years. So I buy one ticket at the, for me it's November because I started to have this ticket in November. Then I have a ticket for one year for all over Switzerland. And for all the transport, that's really funny because it's so hard to imagine that here in Germany, we're trying it for, for many years actually now. Um, yeah, still no one ticket for all. I mean, I even don't know how to handle mm. a automatic ticket vending machine really so you have your uh, ticket then on your smartphone i guess of course life could be so easy well thank you miss stuckley for that enlightening interview we had so many interesting topics in such a short time um but i guess i take uh, the alien from the planet innotrans and have a good good uh, train ride to switzerland and i guess we will also uh, check out the shenary tunnel and it's always sad to say goodbye especially here in our podcast we got so many uh, listeners all over the world and what i really like also about switzerland is the way you, how you say goodbye Adi Exactly. This is what I mean. So we will be back next month, uh, April 13, actually, with the CEO of Siemens Mobility. Until then, we say goodbye and... Thanks for tuning in and we will hear again. Until then, simply stay on track.